Hi everyone, welcome to the Connor Current Podcast. In this episode, we will hear from Mr. Bassey, a social studies teacher, and his perspective on midterms this year. Mr. Bassey is able to provide a unique perspective on midterms because he is an AP standard and ESOL teacher. We discussed the pros and cons of midterms and lessons that were learned from this year's midterms that could be applied to potential finals at the end of the school year. Now let's get started. Sebasti, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. My name is Sarah O'Leary. I'm Jeff Rosborg. And I'm Mr. Bassey. I teach uh, social studies here at Conard. I teach um, AP Seminar, United States History through the African American Experience, and I teach uh, ESOL Government. So midterms took place last week. Going back even a couple more weeks before that, when midterms were kind of up in the air, to your knowledge, how was the decision made regarding whether midterms were going to happen, meaning were school administrative um, faculty members involved or were individuals, teachers like yourself consulted? That's a good question. Um, I, I guess I'll begin by saying that but my response is my opinion. It's what I've seen and what I've experienced in my classroom. Um, my understanding is that this is one of those decisions that was made by uh, what I call upper management. So folks that um, are at town hall, um, I think the perspectives of department heads were considered. I think administrators certainly offered their opinion. Teachers, we were asked to fill out a survey. Um, we never found out what, what the responses were in those surveys, but, but I know our, our opinions were, were asked on those surveys. And ultimately, I would imagine that, that upper management kind of looked at um, the, all those insights from administrators, from department heads, from teachers. Um, they probably also had multiple emails from parents, emails from, from students, and then came to the decision that I, I know they had to balance the concerns of Hall as well. So the fact that we're a two high school town, whatever decision they made for one school had to apply for both. Um, and then we found out about uh, midterms probably about the same time as you guys, maybe, maybe a day ahead of time um, is, is when we found the you know, green light for midterms. Yeah, I was, um, I know some students kind of like reached out to the principal as well, but I wasn't sure like how collaborative it was, so that answered my question. Thank you. Um, Jeff, do you want to move on to the second question? Sure. So generally speaking, Mr. Rassi, what do you view as the pros and cons of midterms in general? For me, midterms offer an opportunity to kind of take a look at what my students have gained over the course of that first half of the year. I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of midterms than I am of finals um, because with midterms, it offers me an opportunity to sort of take a look at, okay, what areas are my kids really strong in? Where have they already excelled? Where are they falling short? So it can kind of direct some of my teaching for second semester so I know what I can do differently for my kids to help them be more prepared and, and, and hit those benchmarks that I know they need to meet before the end of the year. Final exams, um, the year's over. So, so I, I don't have any strong connection to, to final exams, to be honest with you. Um, but midterms, I, I think, offer certainly that, that snapshot of, of how much growth kids have made over the course of the year. Um, another advantage, I think, is the fact that it allows us to examine our material in a, in a new, different, and creative way because we have that 90-minute block of time. You know, we're, we're on that old-school factory model system where our classes are 45 minutes and you know, any exam in 45 minutes is going to be pretty, you know, pretty, pretty basic. So the fact that you've got 90 minutes, you can get creative for what kind of question you ask, what kind of um, activities you ask your kids to do, um, and it offers kids a chance to really um, display their, their true skill level. If we were on a, a block schedule here at Conard, I probably wouldn't have been as supportive of midterms because I might have said, hey, I can accomplish what I need to in our regular time. But 45 minutes isn't enough to really get a full picture. Um, 
And then uh, for, as an AP teacher, it obviously offers that opportunity to give kids that, that, that the most real experience for what an AP exam would be, because you can give, um, in some classes, the whole exam, in some classes, a good chunk of the exam, and really give your kids an opportunity to do it in one sitting, because I found that there's a big difference between when kids take a test and they split it up into two or three days versus when they take it all at once. Um, they learn more about how they need to budget their time, what, what they need to prepare for differently for the AP exam. So I think in terms of um, preparing you for what that next step is at the end of the year, that helps. Um, and then the last piece, the reason why, uh, the last strength I would say is, you know, it's something that kids are gonna do when they go off to, to college. And part of our job here as a high school is to make sure that students who come through our building are prepared for whatever that next step might be. Um, and if it was one of my kids and I know they were going off to college and they'd never taken a midterm in high school, and then their freshman year of college, they've got five midterms, I'd be a little bit nervous about what that result might be. So um, I feel a little more comfortable knowing that we've prepared kids for what that next step is. A con, no question about it, is the stress level. You know, the, the stress that, 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 that kids put upon themselves. And I find the kids that are the, often the strongest students who have the most success in school are also often some of the kids who are going to stress the most about those exams. Um, you know, and I feel for them because I, I, you know, I, I, I certainly stress a lot about exams. Um, as well. And I think by, by dropping it down to that 10% margin helped a lot for, for a lot of kids, but some kids who stressed, no matter what percent you put it at, they're, they're going to be stressed about it. Um, my, my, I would imagine that most folks saw, now the midterms are done, that 10% really didn't um, you know, move the dial too big on, on, on what the grade was, um, which doesn't help kids this year, but in the future, if we only have it at 10%, I think that will, might help with stress level down the road. Um, another con was just the I think the way things went this year, nobody knew if we were gonna have them or not. And, and all that uncertainty leading up to it, I think created a lot of drama that um, maybe, maybe wasn't necessary. So, so um, and, and also kind of created like groups like in favor or against midterms and pitted groups against each other in a year when we certainly don't need more situations or examples of people being at each other's throats. Um, and so that I think was unfortunate, but, um, and that, that was definitely a, a con. But um, overall, I, I would say for me, um, I know it's not going to be everybody's favorite thing to hear, but I, I, I was in favor of, of having midterms. Great. So you were able to give us a perspective of being a standard and AP student, um, a teacher. Um, you kind of touched on this beforehand, but specifically um, for your standard versus your AP students, how do you view the helpfulness of midterms for these two groups um, of students? I would say for, for both groups of students, when I go into midterms, um, Certainly the exam I create is going to be different for, for, for whichever class I'm teaching, but in terms of the, the benefits um, I, I see for both of them, it's the same. Um, there, there's, there's the practical piece for AP of, of like, hey, this is what you're going to, sort of like when you're getting ready for a game, like, hey, here we're practicing, we're gaming what, what our opponent, we know what we're coming up against. You know, so there's that piece, but as far as the actual educational takeaway, to me it's the same, whether it's a standard class or an AP class. Um, it's an opportunity to, for students to show what they've, they've um, gleaned over the course of the semester and also to show what areas that they still need growth in. Um, and it's one more opportunity for kids to, to, to help solidify whatever grade they're, they're, they're reaching for in that class. Um, so, so to me, it's, it's, it's really the same for both AP and Standard. Yeah, I can speak from my perspective, especially with my AP Psychology class, that I felt that the midterm was a really good benchmark because that course is so termed, like terminology-based um, that it's really more a matter of like memorization instead of like um, like applications in a way, except for the FRQ. So um, I know like my psych 
psychology teacher really viewed as a really good benchmark. And actually yesterday we did a little reflection paper when we kind of said, what grade were you gonna get on the AP exam if that was your exam? And like, how are you gonna prep for that? Um, like what strategies will you keep and what strategies will you leave? So I kind of found that the midterms are more helpful in my AP exams um, rather than my standard classes, but I didn't take too many standard midterms. Jeff, did you um, find something similar like that? Uh, basically the same that you two stated. Uh, moving on to the next question. Overall, how are students performing compared to pre-COVID with their midterms? Given the circumstances, what factors do you think influence your students' midterm performances? I'll be honest, I was really nervous. Like, like again, with the way the midterm process was kind of rolled out, um, I, I was a little concerned as to what, you know, how folks were going to do. And, and it's been a long time since we've had midterms here at Connor because obviously um, there's been a little something going on in the meantime. Um, but I was, I, I was, I, I said this to my classes yesterday, because um, yesterday was the first day that we were back. I was just incredibly proud of, of the work that they did. Um, and it was some of the best midterms that, that I've had kids do. And again, it's been a couple of years, but um, you know, so my, in my after American history class, some of the best essays that I've seen kids write for the midterm. Um, and the midterm sometimes is, um, you know, it's not always every student's best example of who they are as a, as a writer, and nor should it be, because if a kid's got an A and an A, um, they don't necessarily need to, to, to spend hours studying for that exam. And so maybe there's another class, their psychology class or something where they need to spend more time preparing. Um, but, but overall, I, I saw some of the best essays that I've ever seen in my African American history class, um, which really, um, I don't know, just, just, just as a teacher, you, you, you felt excited and proud of your students. Um, in my um, AP seminar class, I saw so much growth from my kids. So we, we, nothing is new for our midterm. We do the exact same elements um, but we break them up over the course of first semester. Um, and for my students in that class, without question, um, I saw massive growth in, in all areas. So I was really proud of their work as well. But one class where kids struggled was my, my ESOL government class. So my kids in that class are mostly younger students. It's their first time ever taking um, a midterm exam. Um, and what I learned from that as a teacher is I need to do a better job of preparing my kids to study for exams, to understand what it means to prepare for an exam. Um, and so in that course, I know that as a teacher, I got to do things differently if I'm going to have them, you know, have more success moving forward. So I was able to, to, to certainly pull a lot away that, that informs me for what I can do better for my kids moving forward. Great. So our final question for you today is, do you think there are any lessons learned from the midterm process that we just went through that can be applied to this year's potential finals? What were your biggest takeaways and are you adjusting any of your lessons or how you teach this um, semester? I think one takeaway, um, and I've alluded to it a few times in our conversation, is, is communication. You know, this was really tough when, when, when all stakeholders, you know, teachers didn't know, students didn't know, parents didn't know, administrators didn't know. No one knew if we were having midterms, and that created a lot of anxiety and heightened anxiety that, um, that was unfortunate and, 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 and led to the beginning of the process, you know, being uh, uncomfortable. Um, I, I think from what I can tell, from my perspective in my own classrooms, I, I think things worked out okay, and I think things went well, which is great. Um, but I'd love to see the communication on the front end um, be a little bit smoother. Uh, another p takeaway I would say is, um, you know, a a as a teacher, it, 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 it reminds me of the fact you know, of what can be gained from these type of assessments. I'm not a big test guy, so you've had me as a teacher, like, you know, I'm not a hardcore, like, let's test every day. Like, that's not my thing. But um, I do think there are moments over the course of a year when an exam can give you a great opportunity for a kid to shine, to show what they've, they know, to show how they've grown. Um, and, and, and it's hard to find um, evidence or, 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 or 
examples for, for teachers that, that help you to be better informed as far as um, what you need to do differently in the classroom. So um, certainly a, a learning experience in, in a lot of different ways. But I'm glad they're done. I'll say that too. I am too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, any last comments or anything? Uh, I guess w one thing that I, w I would want to ask is uh, for students who aren't planning on taking college uh, after school, the midterms would still apply to them because they, uh, whether, whether they're doing different jobs or careers, uh, some of those jobs and careers still, for example, uh, as technicians, they still have to take tests, correct? Could you Absolutely. explain a little bit on that? Yeah, I think that's a great point. So, and that's something that they came up amongst faculty too. Like when, you know, the argument that was made a lot, as we hear a lot here in Conard, like, well, we've got to get ready for APs. And, but guess what? Not every kid's taking APs. So what about the rest of the population too? Like, like is this really going to benefit all stakeholders, and you're exactly right. You know, you're hard pressed to find any profession where there's not some element or so, not some moment where you're asked to, hey, show me what you know. You know, and 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 that's really what a midterm is. A midterm is a, a, a moment in time where, you know, one individual asks another individual, show me what you know. You know, and, and and that's that happens a lot in life. Whether you're in college, whether you're going off into the professional world, um, you're hard pressed to find I any job. I think where you're you're not asked to show at some moment or another. Um, that you you know what you're doing and and you're good and you're you you've earned the right to um, you know whether it be a grade whether it be a salary whether it be getting hired that you you've you've earned whatever goal you're striving for. Good answer. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and being on the podcast, Mr. Bassi. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time. If you would like to be featured on the podcast to share a personal passion or represent a school activity, please email theconnorcurrent at gmail.com. If you would like to join the Connor Current, please email Andrew Maglio. This was Connor Current.